<clears throat> regardless, the, uh, the, the Twitter files have just confirmed what we know, and that was that Twitter, which is still a cesspool, uh, was just a incredibly more partisan cesspool previously. <laughs> so, welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber. And I am Jesse Gruber. And today we hope you will seize, seize the, the faith. faith. Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast, and we have much truth to bear up under tonight. We are in the 90s still, so that's going to be like totally, to- totally rad. rad yeah. All that in a bag of chips here. Episode 92 tonight for you. Uh, we are enjoying um, the What are we going to do for our 100th episode? Oh, no. It's eight episodes away. That'll be in January, theoretically. No. I guess it'll be February. I don't even know. I don't know how to count. It's eight. Yeah, no, it'll be February. Do we sing happy birthday? No, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Whatever a hundred year anniversary is, I will give you something. A hundred year it? anniversary? Crystal? What is it? Crystal? We're not going to be here for our hundred year anniversary. No, but like I'll pretend it's our hundredth episode. We'll give you a, I'll give you a. Well, it will be our hundredth episode. You know what? We'll figure it out. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> It's going to be so cool. It's going to be totally rad. It's going to be all that in a bag of chips. It's going to be turn of the century. Anyway. It's going to be Y2K. Episode, episode title tonight <laughs> is So Much News, So Little Time. Uh, we wanted to, we had a great time recapping our journey up <clears throat> to the Church at War Conference in Canada. And it was very, very amazing. And uh, so hopefully you enjoyed hearing what went on there. And uh, it gives you some... Um, Delightful. What's the word I'm thinking of? I it just I don't you're know. just you're waiting with bated breath to watch anticipation to watch <clears throat> the Antichrist in his ruin. You're just waiting. Delightful. I don't know anticipation. That's the word you you had it right. Oh, okay. Yes, anticipation. Uh, because it's going to be a awesome. long expected Antichrist in his ruin documentary. Yes, come that long expected. To, to keep with the Christmas theme, we're enjoying Advent very much at our church. I hope you guys are as well. <clears throat> Tonight, we have four stories we'd like to cover for you because they are important, and uh, I know, certainly think one of them has not gotten enough uh, traction, so hopefully <laughs> it will illuminate you as to what's going on, and one of them has gotten so much traction that I feel like it just dropped out of the news, but man, you've really just got to think through the the cultural... <sighs> See, when, when crazy stuff drops out of the news so quick, y- you really, you really got to bring it back up because you know that the the powers that be are the ones that are trying to suppress that ish. That's right. And like, all right. Oh, look, the legacy media is no longer talking about something. It must actually be important (laughs) and point to a, maybe like a cultural totem that should be acknowledged and then tore down and then burnt. And then the ashes of it should be spread into a grave. And then that grave should be dug. It should be mixed in the water. And we should force the legacy media to drink it like Moses did with the golden calf and the Israelites. I think we should steam it and have them sit in a room and have to breathe it in. Nebulize it. Nebulize the ashes. That's right. Nebulize the ashes of this cultural totem. So, yeah. Tearing down totems tonight. No mercy. I think to keep it biblical, we'll call them. We're the totem terrors. (laughs) I was thinking we'd call them Asheroths out of the biblical the biblical thing that was like a worshipful totem that we would tear down these false idols. First up on the docket, we're hacking down high places. That's right. And exalting God above all. Tonight we're going to talk about first the 
Uh, abolishing <laughs> Asheroth. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to figure out alliterations for all these things. Abolishing Asheroth. Okay, that works. <clears throat> Tonight we're going to talk about Balenciaga or Balenciaga. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the same thing? Uh, are you going to get these links in the notes, Jess, that we're in this thing, you think? What do you mean? In like, the show notes? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, yeah. then I'm going to reference them. Yeah, do it. But so uh, we we have a we just wanted to acknowledge. In case you didn't know. In case you yeah. In case you didn't know, we're gonna have a nice um, timeline of the Balenciaga saga that has unfolded uh, since the I guess the Thanksgiving Day weekend really kind of broke that week. Um, so to, to the brief overcap here, in case you have been living away from media, which congratulations, and also your life has probably been. Uh, fruitful and uh, <laughs> and joyous. I didn't even know Balenciaga was a thing until this happened. Yeah, you know, it just that's how run, not rich I am. <laughs> don't run in the circles there <laughs> that wear Balenciaga. They are a major uh, fashion designer, I guess is what they are. Um, although you wouldn't wear the things that they produce. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think any of us should wear the things that they produce. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but but what happened is they they launched their ad campaign. <laughs> they launched We're their laughing. Like, it's so terrible. Fall winter thingy ad campaign. And um, someone should go to jail. Well, it featured children oh, holding up their purses, and their purses are little disgusting-looking teddy bear things that are dressed in various degrees of. BDSM attire. Yeah. So like think of like um, the health and human services secretary when he's going to a party and that's what the bears are dressed as. Yeah. Except uh, less pentagrams. So yeah, less pentagrams, but still disturbing since it looks like a teddy bear and then you have a child whose face says, I don't know why I'm here. What's happening? (laughs) Don't want to be here anymore. I haven't seen my parents in a week. (laughs) Uh, One of them had a child laying down again. It's just, there's very disturbing. These are just disturbing things. None of it's okay. No, it's it's bad. Um, and basically, everybody was like, hey, that's wrong. That's disgusting. And then uh, more or less, Balenciaga was like, oh, no, we shouldn't have done that. And they released a different ad campaign with a lady and a desk, sort of like an office situation. And then people were like, you know what? I bet there's probably things wrong with this. Turns out the documents on the desk uh, contained court cases about child pornography and uh, books by artists that do like picture books, you know, like coffee table books. Uh, but they happen to do like occult paintings and also still involve children. <laughs> so it's like every turn was just a mistake. And uh, and so it's important. So you can read the timeline. Um, uh, there is one note. Uh, the timeline we included didn't have an update. Um, so basically Balenciaga trying to save face. They said, oh, we're sorry. We we want children to be safe. And, and that's what we're we're setting up a fund for that. And then they sued the <laughs> They sued the per- the photographer like it was the photographer's fault for them literally staging their ad campaign. And the photographer's like, yeah, no, they were there all the time. I had nothing to do with this. I just control lighting and like my signature style. That's it. They 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 did all the <laughs> other stuff. Um, yeah, Balenciaga dropped that lawsuit within a week. So clearly, Awkward. clearly that didn't work. <laughs> That's the Balenciaga nutshell. That's a nutshell version. You can read the full timeline. Uh, if you would like to get a clear picture of how disgustingly and depraved this was, uh, we do have a couple of images there. Um, so Kim Kardashian, who has been a big proponent of Balenciaga, 
and uh, their <laughs> their fashion. Uh, clearly, it's not for every man. Uh, but at one point, they made a they they do this like weird thing with caution tape. So they have Balenciaga caution tape. So instead of saying caution on it, it says Balenciaga. They made her like a full like bodysuit of the Balenciaga. It was a horrible idea for anyone to wear this, by the way, because it's just like it's hideous. It it's not flattering. It looks uncomfortable. <laughs> every every aspect of it is a mistake. <laughs> uh, but it clearly on the tape, the tape says Balenciaga. Well, the the problem is in one of the images for their ad campaign with the children. They have a child in a room. He's wearing an all black Balenciaga sweatsuit with a sweatshirt that looks like it could have literally been made by Jersey or Gildan and not like the nice version of a hoodie, just like the crappiest version they make of a hoodie. That's what it looks like. Here, kid, put this on. Uh, but it says Balenciaga on it, so whatever. I back to my mom. So he's in this room. We won't get, I won't get to get into the picture. You can click on the link and see. There's things, there's problems in this room. Okay, there's a depiction. There's a child drawing of Satan. Hanging in the background there. <laughs> the shoes look like Satan. There's one of the BDSM purses doll things with a like chain and lock around its neck as it's wearing a mesh shirt and wrist. It, yeah, there's just problems. There's a black hood. It's just problems. Okay. But there is caution tape. And you're like, oh, that's Balenciaga caution tape. And then you zoom into the roll of caution tape and it doesn't say Balenciaga. It says Balenciaga. There's literally two A's. B-A-A-L. Bail. <laughs> you know, that ancient God coming, creeping back in, an ancient demon <laughs> God creeping back in here. That that took, that accepted, you know, child sacrifice. And I, I mentioned this only because clearly they have enough regular Balenciaga caution tape to make a full body suit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's no way you accidentally, like, oh, crap, I grabbed the bail Enciaga tape. Oops. <laughs> like, <laughs> an accident. You purposefully have been taking pictures of children and compromising well, uh, in disgusting situations. And, you know, it, it could have been an accident if the room was filled with, like, normal children <laughs> things. But, but because of the BDSM teddy bear, the Satan shoes, black hood, devil drawing in the background scribbling on the walls and a black crow picture, then it definitely fits right in. <laughs> yes, that and also the other two ad campaigns with children looking like they're drugged and also has BDS and weird crap in it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. I think the one had alcohol in it, and I'm just like, I, I felt like the, the ad campaign literally feels like like some sort of sick like website set up where you can decide which child you want to abuse in this particular environment right, is what right. it feels like it's that bad and grotesque like a like a, a candle in a beer can like what a is that? like a rich oh that's a ritualistic thing that you do so yeah, things you do with the satan shoes and the black hood yeah. yeah so you can light a fire of oh, the black don't forget the cult the cult hood yeah yeah so you can have a whole seance where you're probably offering the child as a sacrifice More like a shroud really yes that's exactly oh my gosh <laughs> So anyway, um, the 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 problem is this blow by. It was so it was there for like ten days, and then we're not talking about it anymore. And it's like no, 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 that's not okay. Like this is this says something that people did this. And again, it's not it's not like an accident. It's not like oh, 
we we didn't make the decisions to make these products and then use children to sell them in a grotesque way. But then again, oh wait, we did make all those decisions. Like the thing, like the thing about doing a photo shoot is everything about it is intended to be purposeful by the person who's who's paying for the photo shoot. It's in, it's purposefully intentional. So, what the heck? See, this photo screams to me. Okay, it communicates. <clears throat> something it communicates in a world full of chaos and demons by balenciaga i think that's the i think that's the camp what the see for me for. what it said is hey <clears throat> hey there sir are you headed to your cultural elitist seance where you'll be sacrificing a child wear balenciaga we support this <laughs> oh take this teddy bear it's klaus's favorite <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's some sort of weird thing where Bill Gates shows up with bail tape and like cordons off one of the floors of his 70,000 story tower. And it's like, oh, this is where we'll be killing the children tonight. <laughs> I live long because I drink their blood. I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying it's just a after he vaccinates them. Yeah, that's what makes them die. Oh. oh, I guess we're going to get a flag on this post this episode. <laughs> nope, because we're on Dropwave. That's right, Dropwave. Cancel-proof. Uncancelable. Ca- cancel-proof uh, hosting for your podcast service. Free ad. There you go. We got you guys. But yeah, so um, definitely, I was about to say, definitely check this evil out. <laughs> All definitely kinds of evil. Be, be aware of this, because these are the types of things that we have to be aware of and bringing up in a culture that's literally running towards insanity like this is this is case in point right here of why we shouldn't let these elites be doing anything especially not anything near children yeah nothing near your children do not leave yep don't do that and there's so um i did say earlier that it's like no one wears this like what are we wearing here uh but i, I think it's it goes with, it, it's a good point I, when um albert Mueller spoke on the briefing of the news story he just acknowledged the fact that we have to be careful saying that because you know what is what is outside the norm now for but that but but is elitist often finds its way into mainstream down the road so like <clears throat> no no abusing children depicting children like this is not okay it's not all right and and it's wrong and evil um and also this whole idea that the cultural elites feel like they're governed by a different set of rules as if they can do this thing like you know rules like like morality <laughs> like, there's like, like there is none for them they can do whatever they want like it's okay yeah of, of course it's okay to you know sexualize children that's fine i mean if they do it in the schools why can't we do it in our advertisements i think the same people are running the oh yeah yep same people are running the schools there i thought i was being cool no nope. oh. you were just pointing out the obvious <laughs> Thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Captain Conspicuous. <laughs> but the... <laughs> <laughs> like you might say, placing bail tape in your photo shoot <laughs> when you're abusing children, sacrificing them like in a cult. <laughs> I think the conclusion here is if you see a bird that looks like a duck and quacks like a duck... It's a duck. So how many times does there have to be some sort of weird 
grotesque sexual thing involving children and cultural elites. How many times does it have to happen before we say, what the heck is happening? Like, you people are gross. And no, you can't lead us. No, we will not follow. We will not listen to you. We will not do what you say. We will not acknowledge you as a relevant source to lead anything. Like, You're here. Hey, Bill Gates, we're really grateful you got us the you got us the computer. We'll take it from here, bud. We're good now. Thanks. No, we don't need your vaccines. No, we don't need you going over and sterilizing women in Africa to control the population. No, we don't need you buying up all the farms and not growing anything on it or letting livestock live so we can eat your fake meat and you can kill whoever you want. You're like, no, we're good. Thank you. We'll take we'll t- we will take your tools of computing power. You're done now. Just enjoy your money by yourself alone without any children near you. Please, no children. No children allowed. She's the wheeze. But we know what they'll do then, right? They'll just put them all on an island and they'll fly people there. Yeah, I mean, geez, but that's already been cut. So tacky. Dang it. Anyway. Wait, wasn't he in associated with Epstein? Yeah. Oh, God, geez. It's all coming together, isn't it? How many times? Oh, man. <laughs> again and again and again. Oh, my word. Well, <coughs> Bill Clinton, we see you, bud. We see you, dude. We see you. Yes. I, I really got to. I really got to get onto an open source OS on my computer too. I got to do that. Break you up. do have. To, you should do that. You keep doing that though, and then I won't be able to use anything that you do because, you yeah. know, it doesn't matter. Honestly, I I might not be able to use it. <laughs> That's the risk. That's remember, the risk. Remember that time you couldn't get on Facebook anymore? <laughs> uh, that was not my fault. <laughs> not my fault. Uh, well, the next story, uh, probably one of the. One of the things that in culture right now that consistently makes me smile is Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter. I mean, between all of the hilarious tweets that he's been putting out to firing almost everybody to handling criticism to reinstating accounts. uh, I mean, it hasn't all been roses. There's still some concerns. I mean, it doesn't sound like he's. Uh, understands what free speech is in terms of speech that you know is wrong or disagreeable that's still free speech it still needs to be able to be said but um i think there's something this uh-huh. whole th- we'll this this it. whole timeline is hilarious yeah we'll do the story first before we get into like the finer points of that oh we're getting into the finer points of free speech oh no, no free speech is free speech oh, but at oh. some point you're running a business like <laughs> at some point you can't have like like it's it is hard to find advertisers if there is people like 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 let's say let's say like a major celebrity was like hey, you know Nazis aren't so bad, <laughs> you know like at some point you have to say like wait a second, you know like like a, like I don't know Toys R Us would like to run an ad here and over here I got you with a swastika like I got a problem here like we got to do something here you can't have six million followers and be spouting off about Nazism and think that like that's okay in my business <laughs> like right at some point. At a certain point, there's a free market aspect to it. Uh, it's it's a it's a tough it's a tough discussion. It is a, to it have. Is a tough discussion. Like <laughs> like, and here's and because that's, that, because that's the, the, thing. The, the free market can't infringe on free speech. No, certainly it can, he, that person can say whatever they want, but it doesn't. Like this is the hard part about about <clears throat> section thirteen. 329-12 I don't know what, it's, what, what is it what is it whatever 32 five, you know what I'm talking about the, 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 the section in the laws <laughs> like yes if you're a you, you can't be responsible right for what other people say and so 
Right. But if you're a plat, are you a platform, or or are you a news a news resource? Are you an agent? Are you responsible for the editorial aspects of it? Like at some point, there has to be a discussion there. And at some point, a certain there are certain aspects like as a business, like no, like I don't want that here. Thank you. So there's a t- I mean, I'm, I'm not saying there's a tough line. <laughs> Look, anyway, <laughs> this is why I'm on Gab.com, where there's no algorithms, and I can follow and unfollow who I'd like. Absolutely, you can. I I, I do want to like this is gonna get this is goes off the rails because we didn't have, we do not have oh Con- Kanye is not a news source here, <clears throat> but like at some point you look at it and because uh, he was uh, temporarily temporarily banned from Twitter after his incredibly his just not not incredibly just pro Nazi messages but like i i also think that that was actually a grace like hey bro take take 10 seconds and think about what you're doing like you just need a timeout like i'm not banning you i'm 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 giving you a giving you a timeout to like think like what are we doing here it's not okay (laughs) like right that's different than like oh hey you're not using our platform anymore you're done i mean i (laughs) I think that a good starting point would be to have clearly communicated policies and Amen. actually follow the policies. Yeah, that's that's that that's would be true. a good starting point. Yes, which actually leads us back into our story. In terms of course correction on what Twitter's been doing, which is <laughs> not that. Yeah, that leads us right into our back into our story. So you're welcome. <clears throat> well done. The 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 Twitter drop or the the Twitter files as they've been called, released by Elon Musk, basically uh outline what happened to the Hunter Biden story. Uh, from an inside track using the emails inside of the company of Twitter. So because he has access to them as the owner of Twitter, uh, he's able to release them. Now, he released them uh, in a very slow drip sort of way. Uh, so there is a chronological thread that we found a link to that actually is very chronological. However, it also has um, <laughs> commentating on it by the person who made the thread. Uh, so I will warn you, Sometimes the commentator chooses colorful language that is not appropriate to be spoken <clears throat> in some of his commentating. But, I mean, it's not a ton, but it is there, so you should know that. But the, chronolo- the chronology and the pointing out of the emails is very good. Basically, what you have had at, happening at Twitter is organizations of affluent people can be like, hey, here's five links to Twitter threads that are I, I don't like. They're not okay. They're 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 troublesome, um, and we had this happening on a much larger scale uh, from one side than the than the other. So it's much more prevalent and easy for <clears throat> organizations that have a more progressive bent to point these out and have their these other views censored than it is for organizations on, say, a more conservative uh, bent of thought. Um, and what we had during the Hunter Biden <laughs> laptop as explicitly outlined in these emails is that the Biden campaign, and this is again, this isn't new. Like we, we know this, we know this to be true, but to see it in black and white is kind of like, Whoa, yeah, this is like, that was just like, Hey, we need to, uh, we need to fix this. And the response might be something like it's been handled. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> like, is that like a, so like the mob handles things? <laughs> it's exactly like that. So the Biden, so both the Biden campaign and the DNC, the Democratic National uh, Convention, uh, were linked to being like, hey, we need to suppress this Hunter Biden laptop story. 
And then basically you have this dialogue going on inside the company. Handled. Like, <laughs> like all right, uh, how can we do this? Like, is there a way we can do this that doesn't just seem like overt partisanship? <laughs> like, oh, we could use our, and this is where Jesse mentioned, like, you need to have clear guidelines. Like, basically, it was the, the discussion was like, oh, we can use our policies on, you know, hacked information. And it's like, wait a second. I don't remember you using that when, like, they hacked into Trump's tax records and started throwing them about from the New York Times. <laughs> like, I don't remember you being like, well, this is clearly hacked information. <laughs> like, no, you didn't. Uh, but that's what they used. So they had this just long, this these long threads of people being like, uh, guys, we just like we can do this, but if we don't do this with like some sort of reason, it's it's gonna look really bad. So let's just use this arbitrary reason. <laughs> so instead of like putting a pause on those discussions to really weigh them out, they just went ahead and did it. Yeah, they, they did. went ahead and censored it because basically, and basically the the it's exactly what Jesse said. The rule, the idea was well. Our rules are so arbitrary that we can get away with this, right? Yeah, they knew what they wanted to do, and then all they had to do was figure out how to communicate why they did what they did. Yes, and this is why language is important, and words mean things. <laughs> this is why Marxists try to take all the language. And this is why Marxists run Twitter uh, until recently. <laughs> so, um, but they they admit that there was no good reason <laughs> for what they did. Right, they they were just fudging all their rules just so that they could, you know, suppress a news organization and free speech. Now, when you go through that, I will point this out. One of the things that the 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 timeline thread does a good job um, was acknowledging that there was a Democratic representative that was like, "This is not okay, guys." <laughs> uh, the Demo Democrat rep uh, Ro Khanna basically said. Um, like, I'm a partisan for Biden as much as anybody is, but at a certain point, you can't censor news organizations for stories that, especially when they didn't do the hacking, they're just pointing out what's happened. Like, that's a clear violation of the First Amendment. And they were like, oh, cool. Yeah, no, I think we understand it. But then they kept doing it. And he's like, uh, just just throwing it back out there, like, what you're doing creates a bigger problem and more attention on this than if you just had let it be something, something, something human rights. <laughs> yeah. And, and so good on you, Rokana. And I think he actually in a follow-up interview, uh, I believe this week, he actually said the same thing to the host. Like it's not okay to censor free speech this way. Like that's a news organization and you can't just censor what they say because someone doesn't like it, which is exactly what happened. <laughs> speaking of speaking of like how it, it, it wasn't a balanced thing i thought that this was an absolute insane <clears throat> an absolute insane breakdown of the uh the party the contributions by party um so in 2020 um democrats were donated uh from 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 employees in twitter democrats were donated nine hundred and nine thousand four hundred and thirty one dollars um, Republicans were donated 14,137. So that's 98% versus 1.5%. So there's a little bit of a sway to one side <laughs> from, from who's doing what over here in the twit lands. Yeah. Well, kind of <laughs> until recently. Yes. I kind of like how, um, giving whenever they made the, the <laughs> whenever they made this, 
giving was way down. Say so they gave a 2022 breakdown. So like it could have been before the elections or whatever, but there's only $185,000 donated. Uh, it's still 99 point. Uh, well, 19, 20, 2020 was a presidential election year, to be fair. That is true. But 2022 had some pretty important midterms. It was a pretty important midterms here. They were too worried about losing their jobs. <laughs> yeah, they had they, everybody on Twitter was like, oh, no. And then it turns out most of them are right. <laughs> oh, they did get fired. It was a little funny. Yeah. So um, Elon Musk does say that there will be more things to be releasing over the next few days. So Yeah, this is it's been such a slow drip. Um, so there will be more and more news coming out. It, it, none of it's going to be good. And all of it just continues to affirm what we already knew that. Oh, yeah, we were we were right the whole time. Yeah, like we all we knew meaning it. like conservatives generally. Yeah, conservatives being like, hey, guys, this seems really wrong. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, it was look at it. It was really wrong. Everything was really uh, just They're not wrong. being censored. No one's being censored. I mean, you're talking about an election that was it's balanced. I mean, you're talking about like what? 30,000 votes in some places. That, I mean, they completely swing the electoral map. And, and you're talking about a news story that carried pretty, I mean, pretty big ramifications sometimes it was tighter than pants after thanksgiving right and if you were getting your news from just a legacy media outlet you didn't get any of the information like any oh. real news <laughs> like hey we're we're holding money in an account for the big guy hunter we got you covered just let the big guy know we're on his side who was the big guy questions yet to be answered <laughs> hmm. could it have been joseph r biden the former vice president of the united states of america Hmm. 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 Business dealings in Ukraine he might not have wanted. U.S. giving a bajillion dollars to Ukraine in the past few months. Yeah, look at that. It was like it all tied back to Ukraine. I thought it was Trump who had the collusion with Ukraine. So weird, right? It's so crazy. (laughs) No one's talking about that. It just reminds me of the hot mic that, that Obama was on with the Russian uh, representative at the time <laughs> was like, look, uh, you know, after the midterms, I'll have much more leeway to just let you do whatever you want. So just uh, let's just play this out real quick. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. President, the microphone is on. Uh, say what? Oh, I mean, uh, you know, uh, okay. Russia's just, bad. just tell the New York Times not to run it. Russia, what are you talking about? What? Uh, the 1980s called and they want their foreign policy back. guys guys we can all see we have two eyes regardless the uh the the twitter files have just confirmed what we know and that was that twitter which is still a cesspool uh was just a incredibly more partisan cesspool previously (laughs) so (laughs) did you see did you see today like so people have been working long hours at twitter so they created some they, they turned some of the office spaces into like rooms with beds so that people could like rest and stuff and then the, now the the city is suing them because there's zoning laws and those aren't supposed to, you can't live in those places <laughs> oh well i'm sorry i, I mean just, could they have wine in those places because they were, did there were people that were tired and i thought rather than creating 95 safe spaces and like a putting green on the roof i thought i'd just give them a place to rest <laughs> my bad <laughs> Like, what the heck? It's just because of Elon Musk. They hate the guy. Yeah, they really do. Anyway. I'm not a fan. I would love for him to love Jesus. That would be great. 
Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. It would maybe would really fundamentally change some of his perspectives on life because I feel like because of his because of subjectivity and lacking an objective source of morality, sometimes he gets really tossed about there. Yeah. Yeah, he's not he, look, Twitter Elon Musk is not a savior. He's just not that belongs to Jesus and the only way you're going to be able to replicate that is if you follow him. Like you must follow him with your life. Yep. And I and I I just want to clarify for my statements from earlier. Businesses can do what they want, but they can't. You can't then sell what you are. Like Gab's consistent stance on free speech is refreshing, because they're consistent. So that's why clear guidelines need to be in place. You must be consistent if you're going to be a if you're a business that has a social media platform, then you have to clearly say how that platform will be governed. Gab's clear take is say what you want, and if you say stupid stuff, don't be surprised when people are like. When, when you only have 10 friends that also think the same stupid thing you think. Right. You know, that that's that's how that works. And, and I mean, to your point, they have been canceled by everybody. So. Yeah, Coca-Cola is not like, hey, can I run some ads on Gab? No. <laughs> Disney's not like, hey, our new bisexual princess movie is coming out. Can we run some ads on Gab? Nope. No, they are not. No, but I mean, even like credit card prime payment processors and stuff like that, like they can't use any of that. Yeah. They've been banned by banks and everything. Yeah. And that's why Gab created an alternative, pretty much created an alternative, alternative everything, alternative everything for them people to use. <laughs> yep. So good, good on them. Good, good on, on you, good mate. Good on them. Uh, so that, lead, that, that leads us to another story. So basically, just kind of recapping, we have a, a, you know, cultural elite story that shows the incredible amount of corruption in the morality of our cultural elites who are supposed to be this, you know, force that's helping to mold and shape how society moves. And I would like to say, no, thank you very much. We're good. Uh, we see how a uh, Twitter company, you know, created by Jack Dorsey and handed off to just a bureaucratic system of people doing whatever they want and was controlled by people who have progressive idea ideology, uh, just censored information that was incredibly pertinent. <laughs> just, yeah, to the elections yeah you know just basically swung how an election would move because they could Hmm. based on nothing more than they had the feels (laughs) had some feels (laughs) that moves us to one of one of the more depressing stuff don't get me wrong balenciaga is pretty depressing Uh, but this one feels worse I i don't know it feels worse because it's not just like an ad campaign that that highlights the depravity of cultural elites, but Project Veritas has done some expose work. As they are accustomed to doing. As is their <clears throat> basic premise for existing. Um, and has identified the reality that we basically have taxpayer-funded child labor trafficking going on all along the southern border of the United States of America. Uh, like, explicitly taxpayer funded labor trafficking of children. I don't know if I'm saying this clearly enough. The money that we put into that is being allocated to the Department of Health and Human Services is being used to place children in environments where they will be working to pay off their debts to the people that helped get them into America and have put them up in America. And the government's legitimately cool with it. And actively supporting it. So that's really bad. <laughs> Yay, open borders. <laughs> we are so good at foreign policy right now. Man. 
So in the show notes, again, we're going to reference the show notes here because you can check all this stuff out. We Again, we're, we're trying to make you aware and trying to you know look at these things through the lens of someone who holds up the Bible as God's word and wants people to, you know, once once the leaders to rule in righteousness, wants our nation to thrive um, and, and, and not wallow in this disgusting filth that we are wallowing in. It's just... Uh, so follow the link. You can watch the video uh, in which the whistleblower is, in, is interviewed, in which they are interviewing underage humans that have been brought to the United States and are not in school, but working because they've been given a social security card. <laughs> given. So here's how the all right. So here's how this works. Here's how the premise works. Just so you can have a, a, an understanding. We know about the kids in cages, right? That Obama put in. I mean, uh, Trump. I mean, oh, wait. It was Obama. Oh, Obama, right. <clears throat> Obama. Who built the cages, Joe? <laughs> 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 Who built the cages? <laughs> Vice president. <laughs> Vice president. Who built the cages? Anyway. So we know that that's a problem, right? The whole holding of a child uh, under under the Clinton administration was ruled by a by the the a Supreme Court circuit uh, that it was illegal to detain children with their parents because obviously the children did nothing illegal. They were brought in as minors by parents who were breaking the law, not the children. And that's where you get a whole issue with, you know, the dreamers and what do we do with these? Because ch- again, we have this problem. They, they're obviously not guilty of the same crimes as their parents. What do we do with them? And it creates that whole problem. But at the same time, we can all acknowledge they're not guilty of the crime. We don't hold them. We don't have a family jail cell for them where they live in a jail. Uh, that's that's not how this works. It's a gender fluid jail cell. <laughs> so so then we have the problem of now the government holding children in detention not for crimes they've committed, but because what what do we do with these children? That's not a good long-term solution. We can't do that. So we have this process of reuniting. I'm using quotes. You can't see it on a podcast, right? I see it. It's true. He's using it. We use this process of reuniting, right? Families, both in separate quotes. Okay. So, because the reuniting is not actually reuniting and the families is also not the families. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're so, playing fast and loose with definitions over yeah, here in the federal government words don't mean what they mean um so what happens is the government right is able to process unaccompanied minors by passing them off to sponsors now these sponsors are supposed to be in some way familially related to the unaccompanied minor that's 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 the theory that's the, the idea behind the process we get them in the hands of a relative or, or at least some sort of close friend that can then help care for them as we're trying to figure out how to process them. That way we're not holding them in detention centers. Why? Why is that bad? Because, I mean, they could face lawsuits. They, they, they face, obviously, a tremendous amount of increased um, uh, media attention on these things. So we get them out of these holding facilities or what they refer to as care. Again, that's quotes, right? they're kept in care <laughs> like in care is care a place like is that a, is it the land of care the land of care <laughs> like hospitals they're the land of health or the <laughs> wait health land no care of health 
Wow, I uh, was not thinking that through before. Mr. Gruber, Mr. Gruber, you do not know what you are talking about. <laughs> Healthland is in my house. It's in my basement. I That's where Healthland is. I keep several beagles, no, corpses that have died again. from sand fleas. And I keep a lot of oh other people down there in my... They're in care. It's insane how many people don't care about that. Oh, gosh. All right, so they, instead of keeping them in care, we're passing them off. Here's the problem. <laughs> They're not related. They're not family or friends. They're actually people that continually switch their name, move states, sometimes get arrested for assault and battery on minors that are the sponsors of minors who are then left at an address that is not listed on their DHHS paperwork that are given access to a phone number they can call where they will then receive a person coming to the door, charging them money to have a social security card, which will then allow them to work as underage minors in America. It's great. It's fantastic. I mean, it's, it sounds like a win for everybody. And then they can pay back, you know, the people that got them across the border, the people that are their sponsors. It's great. It's a whole system of wonderful happiness that is literally enslaving immigrant children. And it's being done on behalf of the Department of Health and Human Services so that they can save face. What the heck is going on? Yes, they literally said that we don't get sued for... Uh, what, what do they say? Uh, oh. the, the quote was... The, the, so the whistleblower was given instruction from her superior at the DHHS. And she was told that the DHHS gets sued when children are kept in care too long. They don't get sued by traffickers. <laughs> we don't get sued by traffickers. Do you understand? <laughs> Do you understand? That's the mess. That's the message. Traffickers don't sue us. Yes, yes, yes. So literally... I found it. It wasn't in that link. It was in a different link. Uh, says Tara, I think you. I think you need to understand that we only get sued if we keep kids in care too long. We don't get sued by traffickers. Are you clear? We don't get sued by traffickers, which means that they would rather give these kids to traffickers than keep them in care too long and get sued. So, at what point was it better for the children to be kept by the federal government with education and? housing and food even if they are kept away from their parents who have committed a crime but they're being cared for they're being given health care they're being given like at a certain point none of that is okay but at some point that is certainly to be preferred over handing them over to traffickers so you can save face so your numbers can go down of children in quote-unquote care yeah, I mean, and that's just the labor aspect. There's also a sexual aspect to this too, right? Because several, <clears throat> several of the children have mentioned that their sponsors would pimp them out to different people, um, which is just it's just super, just super not okay. Yes. Oh, and and literally one of the men who is one of these sponsors who has sponsored several children in several states, uh, all of which he does not reside and of which is not him. He just keeps changing his name around so that he's a different person that's related, you know, just match up the last name in some way and you can be the sponsor and there, you know, he's getting a cut to be the sponsor 
Oh, by the way, he assaulted a minor and was put into jail, into prison. He is in prison actively right now for assaulting a child. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? Oh, my gosh. Insane. And, and so as taxpayers, I just want to say the border is a mess. It is a disaster. It is. It is. There is rampant amounts of evil happening there's drug trafficking there is there is sexual slavery there's economic slavery across our southern border and nothing is being done about it the lack of care from the bureaucracy in the federal government on behalf of the executive branch of the government i'm speaking specifically of the biden administration it is evil it is grotesque it is horrid it should be condemned in absolute terms and in every way and no one's going to do it because nobody cares. That's, That's not the, true. That's we're doing it thing. right now. Well, we're telling people about it. You've got to wake. We've got to wake up. We've got to wake up. We cannot allow our tax money. Wake o sleeper. We can. We cannot allow our tax money to be funding child sex trafficking, child labor trafficking. This is not all right. This is evil on scales that are just right up there with Klaus Schwab. Like we're just going right after it. It's it's a it is a mess. Yes, heavy Schwab factor here. <clears throat> just disgusting and if that was our only story about the government failing in every way about morality and understanding that might be bad enough but it's just not <laughs> so we thought we'd finish this story with one of the most dangerous political seasons that exist in our constitutional republic constitutional republic that's just in case anyone's curious no one in America lives in a democracy we live in a representative constitutional republic you could say redundant representative republic i know you could say it's a democratically elected constitutional republic if you want to throw in the word democracy somewhere but it's not a democracy (laughs) open democracy is mob rule that's why our founders did not give us an open democracy but rather a constitutional republic anyway the most dangerous season in our constitutional republic is lame duck sessions lame duck sessions in our congress are incredibly dangerous jesse do you know what a lame duck session is yes would you like to describe for the people what a lame duck session is sure all right a lame duck session is <clears throat> i thought you were gonna use a cool voice but now no, i'm disappointed i was using my announcer voice oh we'll try again no hold on i gotta clear my throat Oh, that's gross. A lame duck session is the period of time between election day and inauguration day for those that were elected in the election that was held in November. This means that there are many politicians who will be voted out and who don't really have anything politically left to lose. And so their voting patterns might be irregular compared to those patterns that they've compared to those patterns that they've put forward these previous years where they cared about their political clout. Wow, you almost made that all the way through. That was really impressive. Jaeger can edit it. (laughs) I hope. If I listen to this and that is cut correctly, I will be amazed, but I don't think you should. Jaeger, we will give you an extra however many dollar bucks if you edit that out. No, 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 no. Leave the shame in. (laughs) Justin, you're so cheap. (laughs) No, I I will give you the extra dollar bucks to leave in the shame. No. <laughs> oh man, um, this this is yeah this is Blue incredibly dangerous. By the way. Yeah, Blue Ref dollar bucks. 
How many dollar bucks is it? Anyway, regardless, <clears throat> the problem with lame duck session is you have senators that have either been voted out or are retiring and their replacements are not yet um, sworn in to office. And so this time frame that we have from November to, to the end of December gives an opportunity for legislation to be passed and for bills to include amendments that they didn't previously have because basically the idea of a democratically elected constitutional republic is that the representatives are to represent the people that voted for them. But during a lame duck session, if you're not going to be a senator again, you can do whatever the heck you want because you're no longer accountable to those who elected you because there is literally no sense of honor left in our culture. And that's what 12 Republicans did this past week. And if I if it was up to me, we would go 1776 on their rear ends. Tar and feathering seems well in order. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. So what we will refer to as the <laughs> Reinterpreting Marriage Act, but what you may have heard called the Respect for Marriage Act, uh, was <coughs> excuse me was passed by the Senate during this lame duck session. And respect for marriage is something I have. Do you agreed? Yeah, agreed. We get I have, this I have a high respect for marriage. In yeah. Fact. In fact, uh, uh, I mean, you might even say just a, a biblical respect, a, a, a theological respect for marriage since, you know, marriage comes from the source who gives marriage, God. So the Respect for Marriage Act sounds great, but that's why we're calling it the Redefining Marriage Act, because it's not respect for marriage. It is completely redefining what marriage is. Our legislators took a page out of the legacy news media's books and made a headline that had absolutely nothing to do with the actual article. Yeah, it's like the Don't Say Marriage Act. (laughs) (laughs) No, because they don't say gay bill. Right. I got it. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, What this bill does is brings into a actual law the right for uh, just homosexual marriage. what you might call a non-traditional marriage or rather what you might say is not marriage. (laughs) A mirage. (laughs) Mirage. Yes. Yes. That's what Doug Wilson refers it to. Yeah. Well, D-Dub D-Dub does paint with the words. It's a little wordsmithy over there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a good book. What it does is allow for a law to be passed. Now, again, the Senate is passing this. It still has to be passed by the House, signed by the president. Uh, the president has already said he will sign it, and the House, in its current format, again, lame duck session of the House, this uh, this House this this House of Representatives has already passed a similar bill, so they will pass this bill. Um, what it does is allow uh, make a make into federal law the right of homosexual marriage. Now, <clears throat> it's ultimately uh, a mute point because the Obergefell decision by the Supreme Court. Uh, ruled that this was this is a constitutional right, so it's it's literally a moot point. Um, but nonetheless, we have twelve Republicans voting for this. The real betrayal comes in. Um, there were three Republican senators that simply tried to add amendments to protect individuals and organizations from being religiously discriminated against. Right. So in other words, like, let's say your church believes God's word that marriage is for man and woman and will not offer marriage to a homosexual couple. 
you know, that would not be discriminated for holding to their sincerely held religious beliefs as outlined in the first bill of rights rights. And so, <laughs> uh, so we had Marco Rubio, um, Mike Lee, and I can't think of the third guy's name, <laughs> but all three of them had who, their, who were the two you said, uh, Marco Rubio and Mike Lee. And then there was a third, all of them proposed very similar Holly, maybe, maybe Senator Josh Holly. They all, yeah, that makes sense. That, that actually makes real good sense. They all proposed very similar amendments to, to be added simply to protect individuals and religious organizations from being discriminated against under this bill. Because the wording of the bill is so vague, this is what always happens. It is easy to see how churches, pastors, and individuals who do not support homosexual marriage, mirage, will be caught up in potential litigation over their lack of support. It's a, it's, it's a complete undermining of what marriage is. It's, it's unprecedented. And yet, because there was no accountability on these men and women, they chose to do exactly what they did. So, I think it's appropriate to, I don't know, say, list the names of the senators? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it's all we can do, Justin. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all we can do. It's all we can do. Uh, so let's see if I can pull up the rundown. All right. I got to find the right paragraph here. Dun, dun, dun. Come on. Uh, Langford, by the way. Langford was the other guy. Yeah. All right. Here's the 12, the 12 Republicans. <clears throat> the Republican senators that voted in favor of the bill include Roy Blunt, Montana, Missouri, Missouri. The M's are always so confusing. M O. Now I got to Now I got to look it up. Montana's M N. It's got to be Missouri. Waiting for confirmation. Awaiting. Awaiting. Loading. Missouri. Missouri. Roy Blunt of Missouri, Richard Burr of North Carolina, Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia, Susan Collins of Maine, Todd Young of Indiana, Joni Ernst, Iowa, Cynthia Loomis, Wyoming, Lisa Murkowski, Arkansas, Rob Portman, Ohio, Mitt Romney, Utah, Dan Sullivan, Arkansas, and Tom Tillis, North Carolina. Yes, uh, may there be flaming effigies of everyone who would not support the correct view uh, held by conservatives for since ever. (laughs) Ever. Like, ridiculous. It's not close. It's not kind of. This is a progressive view. Like, why? Why is marriage a thing? It is a thing because a man and a woman come together in a covenant and then they do what you do inside of a marriage. Reproduce, build culture. They, they do these things inside of a marriage. It is the primary given resource other than the individual by God to build upon culture. It's the build. Like, 
when you tear down the thing, you tear down culture. I like if there wants to if they if you want to create some sort of strictly civil connection for two men or two women that want to be united, fine. But it's not marriage. It's whatever you're calling a civil union, which, by the way, existed perfectly fine for, geez, a hundred years now. Like, what are we doing? We, you have to hold it. This is, and this is, and this is probably in a large part why we're, people are just so done. Conservatives are so done with the R meaning something next to people's names. Like, what does it mean? It clearly doesn't mean much of anything. Nope. Like you can just be some sort of establishment chill and you do whatever you want anyway. And you don't care about the people that put you into office in the first place. Like it makes sense. Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, these people are incredible, incredibly intensely purple districts. Tom Tillis is a coward that strictly for personal feels did not represent the people that he that elected him. Like that, that's how you have to look at this list. Mitt Romney. Yeah, that guy's a flip flopping. <clears throat> Fool who literally had the the church the Mormon church literally had purposefully written things into this law so that they they feel like they'd be covered and okay. Also, it felt like their support of the bill, which the Mormons did indeed support this bill, uh, because they got their earmarks. They supported this bill. They hoped it would make them you know more palatable to young progressive Mormons. It's like. It's just icky. It's, it's like disgustingly he's gonna, it's icky. Like going to put us all in the chains of progressivism. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like he's got he's got binders for women anywhere. Obviously, multiple because you know the whole polygamy thing. You know, more than one. Gotta right. have, yeah. Well, I mean, more than one wife, more than one binder. Yeah, you got you need lots, you need several binders. He has you know you got binders you know, binders full of women. Really, when you think about it, it's, you can't have one wife in a binder and the other wife not in a binder. Yeah, Let's, you need to have at least <laughs> at least two binders. <laughs> I mean, if you have teenage daughters, they need binders too. Right. So, and you have to. <laughs> it's just gone. It's gone. Oh my god! Are we away. going full circle back to Balenciaga right now? <laughs> Well, I was going to say that Balenciaga is where these uh, underage kids are that they're, the sponsors are sending them to. I was going to think the, the sponsors. That. I was yeah, going to no, make, oh, make that connection it's from the Project Veritas. There's, there's definitely a connection here between the ruling elite that govern us and what they think they can and can't do. There's there has to be acknowledgement that you must hold people accountable for their act, their actions. That's the only thing. There's nothing else you can do for accountability when someone does something they must be held accountable for it these people need to be held accountable for what they've done now the reality is about seven seven names on here will not be back either because of retirement or because they were not elected either by not running or by losing an election and that's why they felt freedom to do whatever the heck they wanted and the other ones think they think that because they just got elected maybe they have four years to do other things and you will forget that they took one of the most fundamental aspects of a culture and society and threw it on the fire heap right they threw it into the fire so that it became ash they think you will forget well, do are, are not these the people forget. that just are these the people that just got elected these aren't the people that just got elected no this is the lame duck session right these, are, people these are the people that just got elected and they have the next four years to figure stuff out right some of the some of the ones that elected were did not lose they they had just been elected, so they have oh, four oh, oh, more oh, oh, years, oh, oh. Gotcha. and they think you'll forget. I got gotcha. you. You think gotcha. they think that they'll do other things? They'll do other things that you, as a voting base, will like, and they'll that you'll forget the decision they made here, or that you will feel 
uh, a pity on them because they have uh, an emotional you know, an emotional appeal or, or because they have, it's a hard job and they have to make sacrifices for the good of all. And they'll say things like this and they'll make you think, oh no, you can pull the lever again. It's not a big deal, except that they will completely undermine your ideology and your philosophy of living in a way that is conservative. Yeah, no, no. Elections have consequences, people like real legitimate consequences. I mean, you don't believe me? Look around you. They're trying to tell you the economy is better. Does it feel better? Or does it feel like we're leveling off in a malaise of crud? Because that's what we're that's what's actually happening. That's the reality of where we live right now. Everything's on the up and up. It's all good. Yeah, just take another round of vaccines. It's all good. Just another round. Look, we've got updated boosters for you to take. These ones will catch Omicron. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we're so far past Omicron. <laughs> I know. I don't even know why they're still talking about it. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Oh, by the way, the flu's back, just as an FYI. People yeah, are, woo. People are dying from the flu again. We can start oh, counting that. Boo. <laughs> it was so kind to have gone away for two years. That was yeah, so nice. it was so good that it went away. It was like, you know what? We don't want to do COVID and the flu. We'll just let the COVID have the turn. Yeah, yeah. It's just this is COVID. It was very nice. It was of, of that virus. And there was no that. flu, and then now you know, uh, flu's back. You also, know what? Also, get your COVID vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. Um. Anyway, uh, so th- this has been another episode of the COVID Feeding Podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I and I know, I know, none of this is like, oh, this is all great news. I feel upbeat and happy now. Uh, no, just. Wake up, have good conversations, hold the truth high, honor the Lord God with your life. Don't waste it. Don't throw things away. Don't be the person that's afraid to actually speak out when people, when your friends are talking about a thing, speak about it, engage intelligently. Here's the reality. If you love God and follow his word, you will be speaking from a rational standpoint. And when you are, that, that means dear Christian, you're able to converse about any topic Ask good questions and make rational connections. It's, it is literally that simple. It sounds scary. It sounds overwhelming. And, oh, but my whole group of friends, all the ladies at, at Lady Luncheon are all saying the same thing about critical race theory. All the ladies at the, at, at the luncheon are, are, are all saying the same thing about open borders. All the men are saying the same thing about, about Uh, the censoring of free speech. No, speak up. You've got to speak up. You've got to be clear about these things or else we can't be surprised when 12 people elected to represent conservative ideology, pull the lever for the destruction of marriage into codified law in the United States of America, which by the way, just FYI, you got to turn it around relatively quick here. So, you know, keep, you know, enacting the create creation mandate. You want to fill the earth, multiply, teach your kids, love your wife, raise up, be, be, be pastor dad. First and foremost, men, uh, women remember that you've been given the gift of culture building engage there. So I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it's, it's important to know. It's important to know what's going on so that you can, <clears throat> so that you can formulate biblical responses to these things. And, um, yeah, everything you said, basically. Oh, thanks, bud. You did a good job. Thanks, buddy. Uh, don't don't forget, it's Christmas time, and I'm so I'm so holding back right now because Christmas I'm tr- time is here. 
I am trying to talk Jesse into us. A, a special Christmas episode, but I don't know if he's going to go for Time it. For the uh, children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm really trying to talk him into it. Hopefully it happens. But nonetheless, um, we hope that you're celebrating this Advent season well with your family and your church. And we hope that you can listen to these stories, take the cultural tidbits away, acknowledge what's happening in culture, apply God's word to these situations, and be faithful to him in your conversations every day. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. And with that, dear Christian, we hope you will seize the faith. faith.